guys, and welcome to episode 69 of Psych Up. This episode is centered all around becoming the main character of your life from a psychologist's perspective. So, joining the podcast today is our in-house psychologist, Elliot. So, Elliot, thank you for joining our podcast today. No problem. Thanks for having me. So, to get things started, what does it mean to be the main character of your life? Well, I think to conceptualise what we're talking about to begin with, um, maybe it's a good idea to sort of think about your favourite main character in, in, in a movie or in a book or a game, whatever. What is it about that movie, book or game that signals to you that, you know, that they are the main character? Usually what happens is, is these characters are given the most amount of time and, and focus by the writer, which allows them to have the biggest influence over the narrative. So this is somewhat similar to being the, the main character of your life. You know, while we probably live in a much more simplistic environment than some of the great movies, books and, and games of our time, being able to focus on ourselves, take care of ourselves and make things happen for ourselves are qualities of, of a main character in real life. Perfect. And in your expertise, how can someone be present, live in the moment and live life to the fullest? Well, yeah, so essentially in, in, in being our own main character, we're, we're trying to prioritise ourselves and, and live our lives to the fullest, you know. However, th- there's, there's many things that can sort of get in the way of us achieving this. You know, we're constantly surrounded by, by distractions in life, whether it be from, you know, work or, or our personal responsibilities. Um, our brain seems to have this tendency to, to, to wander and to fixate on things you know, that have either happened in the past or maybe you know, perceived future experiences. Our brain's consistently ruminating and worrying about these things and that's a very normal, you know, reaction to trying to figure out our experience, you know, at this current point in time. And so learning how to be present-minded or, or mindful, and I'm doing sort of air quotes there, is an evidence-based strategy um, that has been shown to reduce this automatic kind of rumination and worry our, our brain engages in and can also help us to deal with stress more constructively. So some activities that can help us to achieve a more present-minded state include um, breathing techniques, meditation, uh, mindful movement such as yoga, that kind of thing, and also journaling can be quite helpful. One particular exercise that I think is quite helpful is, is engaging effortfully in our physical senses. So often when we are stressed or anxious, our brain directs a large amount of focus towards thoughts and emotions. Due to this focus, we become less present as our physical senses are left out of our awareness. By trying to sort of re-engage with these senses, such as naming to yourself, you know, five things that you can see, four things that you can touch, three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell, and one thing that you can taste, you can somewhat redirect your brain's focus to the present environment and away from what is sort of going on in the mind. So, you know, give that a try at home and and see if it works for you. But essentially tracking back to the topic of being the main character in your life, learning how to become more present is, is absolutely one way to achieve this. That was very insightful and I love that technique. And for my next question, I'd like to shift the perspective. I've seen on TikTok there's something called main character syndrome and it (laughs) describes when the main character crosses the line and becomes self-centred and narcissistic. 
So what might you have to comment on this? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. And I've, I've definitely seen, seen those kind of videos and those kind of things. And, you know, there's been a lot of discussion in social media about the term main character syndrome. And this looks like when people, you know, may take the idea of being the main character in their lives too far so that they have sort of no regard for the people around them. And so ways to sort of make sure that you don't cross this line is to develop an awareness for how your actions may affect other people and then, you know, in relation to this, be mindful of it. So you can prioritise yourself and continue to look out for people at the same time. It's not mutually exclusive. So when being a main character sort of becomes narcissistic is when you are unable to accept faults or, or take advice from other people. Being a positive main character means continually reflecting on yourself. You know, what are you good at? What could you be better at? How will you achieve this? What can you learn from others? Those kind of things. It's, it's taking responsibility for yourself in that kind of positive way. Another sign of, you know, main character syndrome is if someone believes that everything is about them and their problems, you know, they are the centre of attention and everyone else is playing the supporting role, that kind of thing. So this can come with a, a real sort of sense of entitlement, you know. And so it's important to sort of realise that everyone else is also the main character in their lives, just as you are the one in yours. I think it's important to recognise that if we want to be a positive version of the main character, we need to throw away this perception of ourselves as the protagonist and rather view ourselves as a main priority. So this means taking care of yourself both physically and mentally and surrounding yourself with positive influences that assist you in achieving a better version of yourself. And, you know, rather than comparing yourself to other people, what a positive main character would do is to compare themselves to the person that they were yesterday. From what you've explained, it's important to remember that we are all the main characters of our own lives. But what if we feel like we are the supporting character? It's a good question, Montana. So, you know, sometimes in shows, the supportive character can actually be the one that we relate to or like the most. Um, and it's okay to feel like a supportive character from time to time. Sometimes we need to be there for other people and, and compromise on prioritising ourselves for the benefit of others, and that's completely fine and normal. It's very much possible to play both the main character and supportive character roles in real life, and figuring out how to balance this constructively, that's the key. So something that I recommend in these situations is to make an effort to not neglect engaging in activities in which we perceive the outcome to be personal enjoyment or achievement. Another useful practice is to record your thoughts, emotions and experiences in a journal and reflect on them from time to time. This can help to remind ourselves that we have our own unique set of thoughts, feelings and experiences that with reflection can be used, for lack of a better term, as, as character development. So, from what you've explained, it's important to remember that we are all the main characters of our own lives. But what if we feel like we are the supporting character? It's a good question, Montana. So, you know, sometimes in shows, the supportive character can actually be the one that we relate to or like the most. Um, and it's okay to feel like a supportive character from time to time. 
Sometimes we need to be there for other people and, and compromise on prioritising ourselves for the benefit of others, and that's completely fine and normal. It's very much possible to play both the main character and supportive character roles in real life, and figuring out how to balance this constructively, that's the key. So something that I recommend in these situations is to make an effort to not neglect engaging in activities in which we perceive the outcome to be personal enjoyment or achievement. Another useful practice is to record your thoughts, emotions and experiences in a journal and reflect on them from time to time. This can help to remind ourselves that we have our own unique set of thoughts, feelings and experiences that with reflection can be used, for, for lack of a better term, as, as character development. Very well said. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of this episode of Psych Up. Thank you, Elliot, for providing your insight into being the main character. We hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for more psychology tips and tricks. See you next time.